Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Take my hand, come with me. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 20 of Soul Food where we are going to look at love and to be honest I've really been looking forward to this particular episode and to going through the importance of the virtue of love in our spiritual path and our connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it comes at the perfect time because we're entering the last 10 nights of Ramadan, and it's the perfect time to really assess ourselves and look at the transformation of our hearts and ask ourselves honestly, where is the love of Allah? What place does the love of Allah and His Messenger وسلم, have in our hearts? So inshallah, in this episode, we're going to look at the relationship between love and obedience. We're going to look at love in the Qur'an. And we're going to look at how Islam is built on love and reverence. And we'll also look at the causes of love and the fruits of love. So let's begin. Bismillah. Love, oftentimes, the relationship between love and obedience, I'm sure you've probably heard it almost used synonymously. That love is obedience. That if you love Allah and His Messenger, then you follow them. And there is a truth to that, but they're not exactly the same. That love and obedience are not the same. And oftentimes when love is spoken about, that obedience side is what's always emphasized. And that's important. We're not saying it's not important, but love and obedience are not the same things. Obedience can come without love. People can force others to do things, to obey them, but it doesn't bring about love naturally in and of itself. But love naturally inspires obedience. That when you love someone, that the lover listens to the requests of their beloved, naturally, right? So, you know, when people are in love, they say, you know, ain't no mountain high enough. In other words, there's no request that's too big for me to please my beloved, right? So love naturally inspires obedience, but obedience doesn't necessarily bring about love. And if you look at the Qur'an and you look at the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, the importance of love is so clear. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, and many, many verses, but we'll just look at a few, Allah says, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ مِنْ دُولِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ There are some who choose to worship others besides God as rivals to Him, loving those gods with the love that is actually due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ but the believers have an even more intense love of God. 
that the believers love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more intensely than those who worship false gods love their false gods. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing us that if you're a believer, then you love Allah. And not just love Allah, but you love Allah intensely. That there's an intense love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in another verse of the Quran, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu man yartadda minkum an dinihi fasawfa yati allahu bi qawmin yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbuna. O you who believe, if any of you go back on your faith, that doesn't harm God in the least. If any of you go back on your faith, God will soon replace you with people He loves and who love Him. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes these people, if you're not going to be true to your faith, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring people who are true to their faith. And how does He describe them? He loves them and they love Him. That the relationship is love. That the core virtue that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions is love. And there are many, many other places where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about love in the Qur'an. So the foundation of Islam is love and reverence. And love and reverence are very interconnected. And I've, the reason this is so important to me and the reason I was really looking forward to this particular episode is that it really hurts me. It really kills me to see how Islam is so often presented, even within the Muslim community. I mean, what's going on in the media is a different story. But even within the Muslim community, it's often presented as this cold and dry religion. And it's all about this to-do list. Do, do, do this, 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 that, and the other, and you're good. And it doesn't have like a soul. It doesn't have like a flavor. But in reality, it does, very much so. The foundational basis of Islam is love. If you look at the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. If you look at the companions, they were soaking with love. They were deeply in love. And if you look at the stories of the prophets, the prophets previously, they were also deeply in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked by one of the, the companions, he said, Ya Rasulullah, mal iman? He said, O Messenger of God, what is faith? What is iman? And he responded, That God and His Messenger are more beloved to you than everything else. That they're more what? More beloved to you. He didn't say that you listen to God and His Messenger more than anything else. He said that God and His Messenger are more beloved to you than anything else because love also implies obedience. That if you love someone, you're going to listen to them. But that you love Allah and His Messenger more than anything else. And this hadith is narrated by Imam Ahmed in his Musnad. Right? So love is so critical. It's so essential. Uh, and in a beautiful, beautiful story, a beautiful narration from the Prophet Ibrahim salam, that the angel of death came to Prophet Ibrahim who's Al-Khalil, he's the intimate friend of God, right? And the angel of death comes to him and he says, I'm here to take your soul. And Prophet Ibrahim, peace be upon him, he says, how can you come take the soul of the intimate friend of God? In other words, 
if I'm the intimate friend of God, you're not going to let me die, or God would not let me die. So how could you come and take my soul? So Allah revealed to him, and he said, don't you want to meet your beloved? And Prophet Ibrahim, yearning to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and recognizing that death was what he had to go through in order to return back to Allah, he said to the angel of death, he said, take my soul now because I'm yearning to meet Allah. I'm yearning to meet my beloved. So when God said to him, does anyone, does any lover hate to meet their beloved? When God revealed that to him, he told the angel of death, take me right now. I want to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when you see this intense yearning and love and wanting to return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be in that divine presence. And we also see the importance of love in when a, a Bedouin came to the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, and he asked a question that we often think about, right? He said, O Messenger of God, when is the day of judgment? When is the, the last hour? And the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, taught him not to worry about when exactly it is, but how you prepare for it. So he said, what have you done to prepare for it? And the man said very humbly, he said, O Messenger of God, I haven't prepared a lot of prayer and fasting, i.e. extra prayer and fasting. He said, but I truly love Allah and His Messenger. And the Prophet ﷺ said, a person is with those they love. A person is with those they love. If you love Allah and His Messenger, then you will be with Allah and His Messenger. So you see the, the, the importance, you see the centrality of love even in the ahadith, even with the companions, that they were just soaking in love, the love of the Prophet, the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the love of the hereafter, the love of all things beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, used to make a beautiful hadith. He would say, Allah marzuqni hubbak, wa hubba man ahabbak, wa hubba ma yuqarribuni ila hubbik, wa ja'al hubbaka ilayya min al al barid that the Prophet ﷺ, he would say in this beautiful dua, Oh Allah, grant me your love and love of those who love you and love of everything that brings me closer to your love and make your love more beloved to me than cold, sweet water. That, you know, when you're, and, and when you're fasting, you can even, you can imagine, you know, the cold, sweet water that really quenches you and brings that kind of uh, uh, tranquility and strength back to your body, then you say, oh Allah, make the love of you more beloved to me than even cold water on a hot day. So Imam al-Haddad talks about the causes of love. So what are the causes of love? He says, the cause for the presence of love is either a perfection existing in the beloved or something that one receives from him. If you are one in whom love is caused by perfection, then know that perfection, majesty, and beauty are God's alone, and that He has no associates in them. If you are the kind of person who falls in love with perfection, then know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has infinite perfection, that His perfection is beyond worldly perfection. And everything we see in the world that is beautiful and that we love is created by Allah. And if that is the, the, the beauty that He has put into His creation,
then his beauty is at an infinite level beyond that. And another reason for love Imam al-Haddad mentions is because of a good, is because of a goodness that you receive from the beloved. And the, the goodness that we receive from Allah, our health, life itself, uh, every single blessing that we enjoy is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So isn't he deserving of our love? All of our love should be for him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Imam al-Haddad talks about the sincere signs of love. He says, sincere love has signs, the greatest and highest of which is perfection in one's following the messenger, in his speech, acts, and attributes. God the Exalted says, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهَ Say, O Prophet Muhammad to the people, if you love God, if you truly love God, and once again it's about love, if you truly love God, then what is the response? How do we gain God's love? Then follow me and God will love you. Then follow the Prophet Muhammad and God will love you. So sincere love, complete love, the perfection of your love is in accordance with how much you follow the Messenger And that is what the obedience that comes from love. But someone might follow and not have love. But if someone loves, then they have to follow. It's natural. So that brings us to the fruits of love. There's a beautiful hadith narrated by Imam al-Bukhari. It is profound. It, if you really think about it, it would really give you shivers. The Prophet وسلم, says that Allah the Exalted says, مَنْ وَلِيًّا فَقَدْ آذَنْتُهُ بِالْحَرْبِ That Allah says, whoever shows enmity to a friend of mine, to an ally of mine, and the word in Arabic is wali, then I declare war against that person. And then Allah subhanahu wa That Allah says, and my, uh, uh, my servant does not draw closer to me with anything more beloved. Once again, this word of love, more beloved to me than that which I have made an obligation upon them, such as the prayer and fasting and so forth. وَمَا يَزَالُ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلْ حَتَّى And my servant continues to draw closer to me with voluntary acts of worship until I grant them my love. فَإِذَا أَحْبَبْتُهُ كُنْتُ سَمْعُهُ الَّذِي يَسْمَعُ بِهِ And if I love the servant, then I become the hearing with which they hear. وَبَصَرُهُ الَّذِي يُبْصِرُ بِهِ And I become the sight with which they see. وَيَدَهُ الَّتِي يَبْطِشُ بِهَا And the hand with which they strike. وَرِجْلَهُ الَّتِي يَمْشِي بِهَا And the leg with which they walk. وَإِن سَأَلَنِي لَأُعْطِيَنَّ وَإِلَّا اسْتَعَاذَنِي لَأُعِيذَنَّ And if that servant asks of me, I will surely give them. And if they seek my protection, I will certainly give them my protection. And these things, we don't interpret these literally. That Allah becomes the hearing with which a person sees literally. We don't interpret it literally, of course. But what it means is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assists that servant and takes care of them in an extremely special way. But that comes, as the hadith says, when Allah loves that person. And that the path of love is through establishing those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
made an obligation upon us and continuing to draw closer through love, through extra voluntary acts of worship. So that brings us to the call to action. It's a very simple but very important call to action. At iftar today, or at any point, if you listen to this after iftar, when you're praying in the night, spend a few minutes and raise your hands and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you of those that He loves. Make a sincere dua at a time when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala certainly answers the dua and ask Him to make you of those that He loves. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us His love and grant us those actions that bring us closer to His love and make His love more beloved to us than all else. وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Please remember us in your duas particularly in these blessed nights السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته